everybody to the Unconventional Podcast. We're welcoming everybody back. Happy to have you back. Um, my name's Jason. If it happens to be where you're dropping in and this is the first time you've ever heard it, I'm the Unconventional Dad, and this is... I'm Amanda, the Unconventional Mommy, and we've got a special Ooh. guest today, his very first appearance on the podcast. Who are you? Um, my name is Oliver, and I'm unconventional son. There you go. <laughs> and so, just for anybody listening, and those of you that are, and just to kind of help Oliver, we call ourselves the unconventional family because every family isn't exactly alike. And no, um, we're unconventional, and that means that I'm adopted. There you go. There you go. I love it. Well, there you have. And it. you're okay with that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay to have more than one family. Yeah. And we love everybody, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no. Christians. That's right. We are Christians. What is it? Once you tell the people while we're at it, since you already said that you're adopted, what does being adopted mean? It means you have two families. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So does it mean that one of your moms gave you birth and then you live with another mommy that raises you and helps yes. you and teaches you? Yeah. All right. Number let, one. Let me ask you this. Um. Do you, are you a happy kid? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a happy kid. Let's move on to a couple of your interests, if that's all right. Dad, can I go well, Yeah. That's it, very funny. Go ahead. Tell the people. Hey, but you're not telling me. You're telling everybody. So lean over this way a little bit and let them know. Coco, <laughs> as soon as Dad came here, Coco started attacking me. And Co- who's Coco for the people listening? My pug. Your pug. Your pug. She's yep. your puppy dog, huh? Mm-hmm. You're pretty happy for She's fella. a little nuts. <laughs> she contributes Nut to Nut job. <laughs> <laughs> she, she helps you be happy sometimes, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so, his little cuddle buddy. So what are your... Let me ask you this. Just We're going to get a couple of Oliver. This is going to be a different kind of intro today because we're just kind of interviewing Oliver loosely here. Yes. Oliver. Because I'm new. <laughs> new to the show. <laughs> You're new to the show, but you're not new to me, homie. <laughs> we go way back. That was a high five you heard there. <clears throat> so, a little clap from me and a little high five. That's how I do. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Um, tell me, Oliver. What is your favorite color? Gold. Gold. I like gold too. I I think I know this answer. What are your favorite kind of shoes? Jordan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be um, Nike. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. Okay. They help you run fast? No. Oh. There's a reason why I do not like Nike anymore. Okay. okay. Have you ever heard of a football player that didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance? I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Colin Kaepernick. And he didn't take a he didn't stand for the national anthem. No, right, and that upset you. Yeah, but so, you also understand. And, he, and his friends work for um Nike. Yep, I'm over Nike. But, but let me ask you something. Do you also? Because I'm going to help you right here on the podcast. <laughs> do you also understand that he was kneeling for a reason? Even if you don't agree with him kneeling, you know he was kneeling because. He wants to try to help some people. You knew that, right? No. Okay, well, he did. He's kneeling. Do you remember the guy, and Oliver knows kind of current events. You know the guy that said, I can't breathe, and the the bad police officers, you know, didn't. Do you remember that? 
A bluehole? No, 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 no. That was a good police officer. Bluehole. That was fun. It was up in Minnesota. I don't know. If oh you yeah, the black and white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That police officer killed that guy with his knee because he wouldn't get off of him. So and he said, "I he can't suffocated. breathe." Just sit on his back. Yeah. Don't put your knee on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's so, just so rude. Listen. I agree. So listen. So the reason the guy was not standing is because he wanted to make sure that people knew about these bad things happening. Now, we can disagree with that, and we can also say that he has a right to do it. We right? have our own opinions. That's right. So we're going to let that be his own opinion too, right? Mm-hmm. And I support your opinion to not like it. So Absolutely. We're, we're, we're good on that. That was, he- that was heavy from an eight-year-old. I, I didn't plan that. What's your favorite sport, speaking of sports? Um, I only have three, and that's hard. Okay, go ahead and tell us. Tell us all three of them. Mm, basketball, Batman, um, and baseball. Basketball, Batgammon, or ba- uh, badminton, basketball, and, and baseball. What's a sheep's favorite? This is a joke, y'all. Sport. What's a sheep's favorite sport? I don't know. I don't know. Badminton. <laughs> so you, you've got several good friends, don't you? Yeah. I got a little surprise. I made them all over the place. Yep. But I'm going to give you a little surprise today. So I got a text message on my way home today um, around 4.15. And it was from a young man named Isaiah. Do you know somebody named Isaiah? Yes. Who do you think, Two Isaiah? people. Well, the Isaiah I'm talking about is the big brother to a kid named Judah. Mm. This Isaiah texted me a picture of his phone, and look what he's listening to. Ooh. He's listening to the Unconventional Family Podcast, and he Thank said- Thank you, Isaiah. Honeycut. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, you know, for those of y'all that are listening, I think Isaiah's like 11, isn't he? Or, yeah. yeah. No, he's 11. He's 11. Yeah. yeah. So well, shout I'm out to Isaiah. <laughs> Hold on, Oliver. Shout out to Isaiah the Rattlesnake. Honeycut, appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely, that's fantastic. That's your uh, friends are listening to us. I know. Doesn't that make you feel cool? My second best friend is my dad. Yeah. My uh, first um is Judah. Yep. The younger brother of Isaiah Honeycut. Who's your third best friend? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so you live you live on a golf course, right? Yes. Tell the people that are listening what you do when they knock golf balls up into our yard. I collect them and probably use them when it's when it's not golfing time. Okay. Hit them right in to the forest. So I'm gonna. Sometimes just, I don't. That's pretty awesome. Like miss. Yeah. I'm going to say some things. Just I'm just going to say a word and you tell me lo- love or um, we're not going to say love or hate. Let's say dislike, dislike or love. Ready? Okay. Off. In between. Okay. Dr. Pepper. In between. Juicy fruit bubble gum. Like. <laughs> On what kind? Oh, I don't know. Tell me the kind you like. Watermelon. Okay. Um, oh, Little Caesar's this boy Pizza. I love me some watermelon. <laughs> Little Caesar's Pizza. Like. Um, Mountain, Re- Mountain Dew. Like. 
very much. <laughs> wrestling. In between. Or the church. In between. Jesus. Like very mm -hmm. much more mm -hmm. than Mountain Dew, more than <laughs> anything. Yeah. Um, puppies. Like about the same as my parents. Okay. Yeah. You like your puppy as much as you like us? Yeah. Puppies <laughs> are so adorable. Yeah, I are. will faint. <laughs> I will faint. <laughs> you have anything you want to ask him, Mama? I don't know. What are some... What's your favorite food? I know. Pork chops, mashed potatoes... Strawberry slices. And watermelon. Ooh. With a side of watermelon Ooh. juice to drink. Mmm. Does it get better than that? <laughs> He's giving us a thumb up right now. <laughs> yeah. So you got everything right on that. Yeah. So why don't it's watermelon juice, not fresh. Yeah, not the fresh oh. squeeze. You like the Tropicana. Yeah. 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 So if you had any advice for a kid your age, what would you tell them? If you want to be a scientist, come to me. I'm a scientist kid. <laughs> if you want to be a scientist, go to something. him. He's got a scientist kit. What do you think? What do you think makes a family? What's the most important thing to what makes a family? Love. Man, you nailed it. Did I tell you to say that or did you nope. just say that? I just said that. Nope. If he, he told me, you would like hear this. Yeah. Let me ask you one more question. What does it mean when I say, can you feel the love? You, what does that mean? It means, um, you can feel the love no matter how far you are. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> you about ready to bounce out of here and go hop in the bathtub? Yeah, bouncing. He's bouncing. Say, all right. Tell everybody, peace out. Peace. Thanks for being with us today, son. We love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, that's, that's Oliver. And leave it to my son to go straight political with something <laughs> on his first <laughs> podcast. Oh, uh, that took a different turn. <laughs> I haven't spent. I have not spent a lot of time talking to him about that. No, but he he pays attention a lot to a, a lot of what's going on. So. Yeah, and if any of you are ready to be critical of the little man because he thinks you should stand up for the national anthem, well, let me tell you how he's been raised in this house. He has been raised that in general police officers are good. He has been raised that the military is an honorable position. He knows that on my side, his great-grandfather was in World War II. He knows that Grandpa Kent was a Marine. He knows that um, his cousin Jordan is joining the Marine Corps. He knows and he respects the military. We are raising a patriotic son in an age that it is not considered cool to be patriotic. But I got news for you. No matter how critical I am, and I am critical at times of the United States and things we have going on in it, militarization of the police and the atrocity that happened to George Floyd. We're against those things, but we're still going to be patriots in this house. So I'm never going to apologize for that. That's so right. you can't hear me right now, but Oliver, I got you back, your back and I'm down for you like faux flats on a Cadillac. Shout out to Brandon Valdez. <laughs> That's oh, his saying. <laughs> Lord. Well, since we started off a different way, let's, um, I guess, move quick through Let's do it. Life update and then what's going on in the world because it's okay. still crazy as ever. Well, life update is real simple. The summer visitations are over. Thank you, 
Lord. Can I get an amen? And, uh, you know, it was bad. Um, it, it's not fun, but it's it's over. We're standing behind on the other side of what was looming over us, and we're done. We're done. So now, in the life of the unconventional family, we settle back into normal, and we nobody knows what's going to. We'll just kind of blend it. Um, there is no normal. There's no right normal now. because in, going on in the world, the schools are all talking about delaying, and you know. Um, <laughs> No matter how you feel about what I'm about to say, um, <laughs> Antifa and different organizations are still bussing people in in a yeah. pandemic yeah. to go try to take over police stations. Most recently in Austin, come on, children, act right. <laughs> go home. Your Xbox is waiting for you. We we got football. Got football coming. Woo, woo. Uh, yeah. So wow. schools delayed, but football <laughs> is. Marching on, which is totally weird. I was talking with a friend about this today, and our oldest son, Wyatt's first football game is next Friday. He doesn't get to go back to school until September 8th. Well, it's a scrimmage, right? So I, it doesn't say scrimmage on the schedule. I'm sure it is, but then he's got a, he's got like two or three football games before he's allowed to go back to school. So it's absolute. So I was talking to her and I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense because they can still go to practice. They can pad up and tackle each other. We can all be in the stands, which by the way, I'm a hundred percent for. Yes. Like they need, Me too. we need to move on. Like these kids need, need normalcy, well, but the they can't go to school and be educated. The simple answer is from what I can see and understand. And I, I know some people that I respect and love disagree a whole lot with this. <laughs> and Mr. Oliver said we can disagree and have different opinions. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> but yeah. but even if you do, i got to be honest with you, I'm still taking the posture that you're wrong. Yeah. Because the data seems to say we're not going to get a vaccine that fixes this, guys. You're going to have to stop hiding from it. We're not going to get a vaccine that fixes it. The flu vaccine doesn't fix the flu. Right. Herd immunity. It means enough people. You know, in the, back in the day, they used to have chicken pox parties. Yeah. Everybody, every single one of you little guys is going to get it this weekend yeah. and get it over with. Yeah. And we understand that the coronavirus, the COVID-19 thing is a bigger deal than chicken pox. And we understand that for certain people and certain age groups and demographics, it's even more difficult. And maybe for those people, they should isolate immensely. Absolutely. But to shut down a society over this is I don't care what your political leanings are. You just can't pay bills off government assistance. No capitalism. What do you want? Do you want to shut down capitalism? You got to you, you can't do it. Yeah. We're not a socialist nation. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. And fighting for that. I, I don't know what, what, what is it? What, what is it that makes us want to do that? I mean, I, I, what we're doing, the what I'm trying to get at, I'm stumbling and I'm bumbling, but here it is. <laughs> we are looking to the government for what only God can do. We're looking to the government for what the church was assigned to do. We're looking to the government for what the family is supposed to stand in the gap and do. And that is one of the major problems in our country today. Yeah. No, I'd have to agree. So, yeah, that's where 
that's where we're at. I guess we won't spend too much time on there. We we are still very much unsure. We have dates for school starting, but then the biggest ISD around here, Austin ISD, which is what everyone follows, is supposed to be having a meeting. Mm. Uh, Teachers Union is not wanting in class until November. So everything is up in the air. It's, uh, yeah, there is no normal, but I'm ready for some football. (laughs) And when football season rolls around, that means fall is right around the corner, which is the best season of them all. Absolutely. And uh, happy times are ahead. (laughs) So let's jump into topic of the day. The topic of the day. Hmm. Hmm. Last week it got a little hot, got a little tight. Kind of laid it out for you that you can't be coddling that family. So today it's part two. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going into that again today. (laughs) But today we're going to offer some parenting help, some relationship help, some marriage help, some family help. Before we do the topic of the day, we are going to do an unconvention this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Ramona has has halted so many of our plans. This was a big dream. And we said, we're doing it this year. And then stuff just shut down. But I think that's a dream that we're not willing to budge on for this year. Would you... Let us know. Give us some feedback. Would you attend an unconvention that had an overhead of $5? Yeah. $5 per adult children are free. Would you attend an unconvention at a hotel, at one of their, um, what do we say, uh, meeting rooms, conference Conference rooms, rooms. Mm -hmm. um, would probably be in the Round Rock area? And would you attend that for the low price of $5? And if you said, I couldn't get $5, I'm going to tell you right now, I'd let you in anyway. But would you attend for $5? Give us some feedback on that. Now let's get into the topic of the day. Topic of the day is going to be hardlined versus easygoing. When do I get super hardlined about things? And when should I just chill and be kind of easygoing about things? We well, and one way I like to refer to it is uh, choose your battles. Choose your battles wisely, <laughs> and and it varies a little bit based on whatever relationship you're talking about. It. So let's take it in three parts. Okay. Let's take <clears throat> let's take the first one being um, small children, then okay. children that are teenagers. Okay. <clears throat> and then let's take marriage or dating relationship. Okay. Okay. I like it. So first with little children, we are very hard-lined on protecting the culture of the family, Yeah, which is a Christian culture, a culture of telling the truth, saying our prayers, of loving each other, of having family dinner, um, of having the proper boundaries. We're hard-lined about all that stuff. We're hard-lined about love. Manners. Go ahead. Manners, whatever you got. Yeah. That that one I and respect. Respect, yeah. Pretty hard lined about those things. Pretty easy going about we don't make a lot of rules for the little guy. No. Um there there don't need to be a massive amount of rules. Here, here are the rules around here. You do what you're asked to do, you do it quickly, you do it with a good attitude. Yep. 
respect the things that you are given, respect the people that we love. Be thankful. Be thankful. And that's about it. Yeah. We're pretty easy going. Like, Mom, can Judah and Isaiah spend the night? Yeah. Sure. Can Cousin Jordan spend the night? Yeah. You know, can uh, can can we stay up a little bit later tonight so I can finish this movie? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, we are. I'd say that we are pretty easygoing. What is the point of being hardlined on everything? I don't know. I feel like if I addressed or, yeah, if I addressed everything that annoyed me or that I didn't like that they did, I feel, I say they, that he did, I feel like I would constantly just be nagging at him because and here's the thing he he doesn't know the difference yet so we have to teach him and nagging isn't teaching i am i am extremely hardlined on um we're going to toe the line on um what matters so so how do you determine what matters well a child's innocence matters Yes. Their happiness matters. Yes. Their faith matters. Yes. So get you a pen and paper out, and I want you to write a list for your children. <clears throat> what absolutely matters? Go ahead. Come on. Love, faith, innocence, their well-being in general, their health. Mm-hmm. These things matter. Now, get a, get a, get your paper. <laughs> now write what doesn't matter. What doesn't matter is that they're just like me, that they earn everything that they get. There will come a day. It's not, it does not matter that they're tough. I see a lot of parents. And when we got Wyatt and Oliver, Wyatt was always about, well, I got to be tough and we got to teach Oliver to be tough. That's the culture he came out of, which if I had just a moment to say, ain't nobody scared of the culture he came out of. Right. Is that saying too much? Let me say it again. Ain't nobody scared. There wasn't you wasn't coming from a tough place anyway. Right. But why did why did they need to be tough? Isn't that why they have parents? You know what I told him? I said, son, until you're an adult, I'll be tough for you. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I am I am focused on Oliver being innocent and warm and loving Mm -hmm. and just a beautiful soul full of faith and and just um, excelling in life. And along the way, what, what, do you, what do you want? Okay, what do you want him to do? You want him to go around and just beat people up? Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't need him to be to prove his toughness. Yeah. Okay. Because look, most of these these tough guys out here that are you know forcing their kids to be so tough. I got news for you. This is just the facts. It's just the truth. That I mean, you may say I don't know that that's a real family fight. I've been in a lot of fights in my life. <laughs> I've had some confrontations. Now this has all been well over a decade ago. Okay. And I have found that most people that go around with this big persona of I'm Mr. Tough Guy, they usually aren't Mr. Tough Guy. Right. They usually get their handed to them yeah. within a matter of moments. I mean, even on the football field, the loudest guys were usually not the toughest guys. Right. And besides that, me and Wyatt had a beautiful talk one time about what makes you tough. And I played that song for him uh, by Craig Morgan that says, This Ain't Nothing. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I lost my daddy when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. He talks about all these things. And he said, you hold the hand of your loving wife for 50 years as she gives up her life. He says, boy, that's something. Mm -hmm. But this ain't nothing. See, what makes you tough anyway is completely different. But I'm saying that, that, that to be tough is not important to me. No. Well, and I think, too, if you are coming from a biblical standpoint and you are teaching them that you have to be tough and you always have to fight and you always got to got to come back with something every time someone says something i think you take an opposite approach from the bible well, because could we the just bible, could we just said there's always somebody tougher anyway yeah well the bible <laughs> says that you don't fight your battles that god does the bible stand still and see the salvation of the lord yeah uh what i don't you even, shall not have to fight this battle right you, uh, you come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. It's not important for me that, you know, I see a lot of parents do this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack your thought. Go for it. No, that, you, you that see, was my thought. You see somebody, these kids, you'll see them out there. We got a neighbor over here across the street. Her little kid, just the sweetest little kid, probably about five years old, yeah. fell down and started crying. And it was so important to the mom. Get up. You're all right. Get up. You're all right. Hold on a minute. Can he just sit and like have his moment there where he's hurting? Like, why do you need to toughen him so hard? You don't live on the streets of Chicago. <laughs> not, not my neighbor. You live in like the safest city in America. Uh, yeah. Voted yeah. one of the safest <laughs> yeah. cities in America, by like, the way. Like it's just people, people get hardlined about weird things. They do. And okay. I think more so with their, male children okay we have taught them that it's not okay to cry it's not okay to hurt that you always got to put up this tough persona and then you wonder why men can't emotionally deal with stuff in relationships because he's never been taught to deal to deal with pain in a different way than he can't, he can't express himself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I think it goes back to a lot of what we say is it starts at home. I don't, I don't know. Here's Maybe an, here's, yeah, here, yes. And, and that does happen where um, men are told, suck it up and be tough and all this. I'm not hard lined about that. I want my son to feel his emotions. I want him to express them. I want him to be somebody that's not the, the strong, silent type. That, that they'll sit down and have an open conversation with his wife one day. Okay, but let me tell you some another thing. I am super easygoing about the maturity process. Well, so yes. many times people are just like, "Man, I, I want him to grow up." Man, man, what, what, what do you need? You need to listen to more country music. <laughs> Trace Atkins says, "Let them be little." Or you're going to miss this. Yeah. Who sings that? I don't remember. Same guy, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Trace, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Somebody tag Trace Atkins in this thing. But listen to me. It's not important to me that, that at eight years old that he talk like a grown man and that he he be all mature and that he doesn't play with his toys. That Be easy going about that. It'll happen in due time and you'll miss it. It, it goes by so fast. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm not. We're not hardlined around here about a lot of things. No. We're kind of like that free spirited place where a lot of things go, just not wicked things, just not things that steal the peace of the house. 
Yeah, and I'll say for Wyatt, we we had this conversation. Yeah, the let's other move day. to teenagers. Yeah. Let's go to teenagers. He he has his truck now. He drives himself to football practice, and most of the time he hangs out there in the town that he has football with some boys. And we were talking the other day, and you'd ask me, "Hey, what's Wyatt doing?" And I said, "I'm not sure. Um, I know he's still out in Bartlett, uh, running around with some guys." And our stance is during the day. He can kind of pretty much do whatever, like run around, just let us. He wants to things. go fishing, go fishing. Yes. Whatever. And so for us, it's not so much. We didn't tell him like, you have to ask us. It's, Hey, let us know who you're with and what you're doing. And your, your time frame of when you're planning on being at your next place. Yes. So with teenagers, with teenagers, I'm going to help the parents here. I came to help today. Mm-hmm. Your child is over 13, 14, 15, especially 15, 16, 17. If they're that old, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Y'all got to stop, man. You, you have got to stop force feeding these kids, just like losing it when they're a little bit out of line. Y'all, <laughs> these teenage boys, they are going to do all kinds of stupid let them do a little bit of stupid. Let them get in a little bit of trouble <laughs> and let them feel that. Yeah. Our rules are a little bit different. Of course. For night. So during the day. Do we have curfew? Yes, we oh, have curfew. You better believe we got curfew. Now, but I want to say something. I hope come right back to that thought. On curfew, Wyatt was late the other night. Yeah. I could have freaked out about it. I could have lost it about it. But I decided that. I wasn't going to because I felt like I needed to save that that energy right there for a more important battle than I think it was like 17 minutes late. And he called me and told me he was going to be late. And he was coming from a family member's house. Yes. He wasn't partying. Yes. He was he was coming from uh, visiting um, who he grew up knowing as his dad that was actually just a stepfather. Right. Um, Josh, shout out to Josh. Yeah. He, um, he was visiting with him. So yeah. I didn't freak out about it. No. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. I don't remember. You lost it. I'm sorry. Say. You told me before it. that. that <laughs> I lost it. Yeah. I'm mad, y'all. That ain't on her. That's on me. I don't keep. Oh, no, no, no. I do remember now. Yeah. Um, I, at night, we we are a little bit more, I'd say, hard lined about nighttime. It is, I. you will ask before you go out at night. We will 100% know where you are, where you're at, and you will know the time. But one thing we did do that night that he got home late, I want to go back to yeah, that, good. is he was late, whatever. So we gave him a hard time for a whole minute. And I said, hey, why don't we start doing this? Every minute you're late, you owe us a dollar. Yep. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, hey, instead of getting in trouble, you just put a dollar in. So so I I don't know that we'll do that. But if any of you have kids that drive, maybe that's how you do it. You owe us a buck every time. Or I could decrease your curfew the next time by a minute each minute you're late. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you want to know, like, kind of the way we do things, um, on a school night for Wyatt, um, 10 o'clock is going to be the latest he's going to be out. Um, and you're not going to be out 10 o'clock every night. Can I interject that? No. Nah, homie, you've been going enough tonight. You're just staying home. Yeah. No, we're having um, family night. 
Weekends, I'm a little easier going on that. Why it's pretty um, capable, kind of a street smart kid. He's not some kid that's just got his head in the clouds. He, he can handle himself in situations. So midnight. Yeah. Uh, there ain't nothing open after midnight other than the ER and legs. Anyway, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. So, so that's it, Mrs. Chrisley. <laughs> but but um, I church. You might be surprised what I'm about to tell you when it comes to the teenager in church. I am not hard-lined 100% on that. Yep. Because it didn't work on me. We're going to force you to be at every service every time. You're going to be there early. Watch this. I'll stay out of church seven years. Yeah, right. That's why I did it. Okay. So let me tell you something. Here's how we're hard-lined. Wyatt will be in at least either youth or Sunday service. He will be at most Wednesday night Bible studies. Mm-hmm. We had another young man live with us for a while that we were helping out. And I told him, here's the rule. I don't care if it's Wednesday or if it's Sunday, but you come into something once a week. Once a week. Once see you a, in church. Once a week is mandatory for church out of Wyatt. And it is highly suggested that you go more often. And guess what? He chooses to go all the time. Last Sunday, he had spent the weekend with his uncle or the week with his uncle, his aunt and uncle. And lo and behold. He wakes up and gets himself to church. And shows up to church. And I didn't tell him to. Sunday morning, I I left early. You left early. Yep. And then I left right behind you. Yep. Uh, it's, I know that sounds really weird. We typically don't take two cars to church, but we each had to go our separate ways afterwards yeah, and take I, care of yeah, stuff. We had other things to do. Um, he was in bed, and I just knew it. I was like, hey, there ain't no way he's making it to church. He was so tired. I he was there about up. 15 minutes early. He was earlier than that. He was there about 30 minutes early. <laughs> and I woke him up, and I said, I'm leaving. Um, I said, you need to wake up. I'm going. Like I can't wake you up anymore, help you get up anymore. He <laughs> he wasn't, but like 20 minutes behind me. Yeah, he got, he got, up and up got up ready. So look, you don't have to be hard-lined. you got to give them some grace and some room. Let them, if you've taught them right, I feel like they will make the right decision there. Just see, yeah. test it. Let's throw out a few more topics. Dating, easy going. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we are hardlined on in the house is if there is a female over, you got your girl over, your bedroom door will not be shut. Oh, because no. you know that song, when we get behind closed doors, that ain't just for married people. Ain't so gonna you be know. No, ain't going to be no behind closed doors up in the McCutcheon house. Only behind closed doors going down is mama and daddy. <laughs> rest of rest y'all can leave them doors open and I might be popping my head in any time. <laughs> but no, like dating. Um, I don't, I don't, and, and I think I'd be fairly consistent even if it was a daughter. Um, you got people, well, they're not going to date until they're a certain age. And stop being so weird. That's what you think. They're dating behind your back. And then this thing like <laughs> Christians typically do this. Now, are you listening to me? Hey, tap, tap, tap. Are you listening? I am a Christian. Why do y'all go on with this thing of, well, there's one person in the entire world that God has for you. And then y'all make it so difficult on your daughter or son. Well, is this the one for you? And then y'all come up with these weird sayings like, you got a date for a mate. Like the only reason you're dating is to get a wife or a husband. <laughs> y'all, can't they just chill and go to a movie and enjoy 
the company of the opposite sex and laugh and giggle and maybe even kiss. Why is that like, I y'all weird me out, man. Y'all weird me out with that stuff. Those of you that are like that. So we're easy going on that. Like if you like the young lady and she's of appropriate age, sure, man, you want to go out to the movies with her? I'll give you $20 to go or whatever. I'm probably 50 now, but go you, know. Out. Yeah. you ain't going to no movie right now. They no big down. deal. You know, no big deal. Like, um, okay, so um, sports. I'm kind of hardlined on you will do what the coach asks you to do. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I'm easy going about whether you want to play or not. Yes. Yeah. You got to do something. Uh, you, you, you're not just going to sit around the house. You get a fishing hobby, get a hunting hobby, get do a show pig. You don't have something. to do a sport, but you're going to do something. Yeah. No, you're just not going to. Lay around. But mostly y'all like, okay, when it comes to like, for the most part, like how a teenager dresses or y'all don't get mad at me, even how they wear their hair. I'm fairly easy going about that. Um, you know, when I was a kid to come home with like an earring or something would have been like a fist fight with my dad. Hmm. Now, Wyatt could come home with that and I would choose rather to talk him out of it. <clears throat> right. And show him why that's a bad decision. And I think it is, by the way, right. for him, especially. Um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm kind of easy going on all that. The only thing is, you know, the hard line is you need to be clean and you need to be dressed appropriately, like, you know, modestly and whatever. Oh, I, I wouldn't climb all over everything. Like, mm -mm. you know, you, you got dads with rulers measuring their daughter's shorts and stuff and like, Stop being so weird, man. I mean, you know, if they look, if they look scandalous, just tell them you look scandalous. Go change. But yeah, right. Stop, you know, rules. Look, God gave ten commandments, and man, man made like two hundred and fifty. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with God on this. We're going to have limited rules. Now, in a relationship, um, I'm going to specifically talk to marriage, and just barely talk on relationship at all here. Um, hardlined honesty. Faithfulness. Yeah, which goes along with honesty. Yeah. Um, be present. Yes. Committed. Yeah. But I'm fairly easy going when it's like pretty much anything else. Um, I'd be hard-lined about um, an inappropriate friend of the opposite sex, but we have friends of the opposite sex. Right. You know, with boundaries. With boundaries, of course, man. So I don't know. I mean, what I just said there with the, the honesty and the trust, that's kind of all encompassing. If I can be easygoing about, hey, I'm going to Chewy's with a couple of the girls. Yeah. Enjoy. Have fun. I have no reason to think Amanda is going to go do something stupid. Right. Probably because I'm not out doing stupid and I don't have a guilty conscience. Right. Yeah. And it's, I, I think that kind of sounded funny when you said I'm going out with the girls. He's not talking about himself going out with the girls. He's talking about if I say I'm going out with the girls. Correct. That's what I'm doing. He has guy nights. I have girl nights. And yep. we just, I don't really, I don't understand rules in relationships. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, girl trips. I have a friend that I go on a girl trip with every year. So here's the thing: in a relationship, I'm mostly easygoing. Yeah. Um, 
The only thing I feel like you should be hard-lined about is truth, honesty, respect, integrity, commitment, and trust. Yeah. You know, um, outside of that, man, be easy going. And, you know, if you just, if you just relax your lower back muscles a little bit mm-hmm. and unclench your forehead and your jaw and just be like, I don't have to control this person at all times. I don't have to always be nagging them incessantly and making all these demands of my significant other, male or female, husband or wife is what I mean. Like what, why, what's up with all that? Like, okay, you know, just, just just calm down. (laughs) (laughs) People keep themselves in such a frenzy. And I get it. Some people have been done very wrong in relationships, but you can't carry that over to the next relationship and expect that every person is like the last one that you had. You ready for some hard line here? If you're dating and he gives you a reason not to trust him, these boots are made for walking. And don't delay a year. <laughs> Walk on out of here. That's what I'm trying to say. Get on with yourself. What, if she can't be trusted, um, if she can't be trusted, then you gotta you gotta move on. Like I don't. So when we say we don't do a lot of rules, we're not alone in this. By the way, right? Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty. He said growing up training his boys, he said, the only rules in this house are is there's no rules. We just operate in love. And if you love and respect your mother and I, then you won't do the wrong thing. (laughs) We're not going to put a big, I don't have to say there's no drug use in my home. You know why I don't have, I've never once said that to Wyatt. You know why I don't have to say that to Wyatt? He knows. Because he respects us immensely. And he's not even going to try to bring that in. Well, well, he doesn't do it anyway. It's the way that we've carried <laughs> carried our household and carried carried ourselves. So. so what I'm trying to say on most things, if you can try to be a little bit more easygoing and lighten every listen, talk, listen to me. Jesus Christ died for everybody's sins, and he said that his yoke was easy and his burden was light. Mm. Now I know y'all want to make God into some character in the sky that wants to Hit you with a judge's gavel hammer over the head every time that you, you know, make a joke or like oversleep or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that, you, that some people live that kind of life, but I live a life where God loves me. Yeah. And I love him. And, and, and you just gotta, you just gotta relax a little bit. Make things easy. Don't, just don't make things a light burden. Yeah. A light burden. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. And I feel like this topic of the day, we've said what we need to say about it. I think that that is helpful. Relax. Let me just for a second, especially, especially to unconventional mama and daddies. Listen, relax. The kids love you. You're respected. You're valued. You you don't have to, to, to ball your fist up, wrinkle your forehead, clench your jaw and your lower back muscles. Just relax. You're doing a great job, I'm sure, especially if you find yourself in a position where you're raising someone else's biological kid. Good on you. So create a culture of love where you can relax and have a light burden, right? And to the conventional mama and daddies out there, just relax a little bit. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Just let your guard down a little bit and loosen up. The greatest families on TV that everybody likes to watch, Family Matters. The Chrisleys, um, 
Andy Griffith. Yeah. Some of those are unconventional families. Yeah. And you know what they all have in common? They laugh a lot. They love a lot. They allowed for each other to have a lot of faults. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I want merch of some sort, a shirt, a hat, something to have some sort of idea connected to this thought right here. Like we embrace faults. I'm not saying that's the line. Right. But I, I want something to come out of mistakes are okay. Right. right. Mistakes are not the end. Right. Mistakes do not make some kid a bad kid. No, they're they're teaching lessons because if you don't, what, there's a quote, I think somewhere, like if you don't fail, you don't learn or something, but yeah, wrap it up. Pick yeah. and choose your battles. Don't turn everything into a battle. And, and if Jesus leans towards a light burden, so am I. Yeah. Rest your eyebrows, honey, and <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that. Now, do we have a question answered? Or do you want to do quote and do a question? Um, I accidentally deleted all the questions that were sent to us. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a question that somebody <laughs> actually asked me um, not too long ago about our family. Okay. Yeah. I had to remember when I was cleaning out my phone because it was yes. full. I had to delete a whole bunch of text messages and completely No problem. Because that. I have a question that somebody asked me about our family a while back. Cool. And the question was concerning... Um, it was about do we do they believe that we would have a different bond with Oliver or Wyatt if they were biologically our kids? And it, the the guy asking me this was at work. It was an innocent question, right? He was just curious about adoption, and I can answer that question for anybody that would wonder. Hmm. Nobody listening or that will ever listen to this podcast in the years to come will ever, ever exceed. You may match, but you will never exceed the love that I have for these boys. The Bible says no greater love does a man have for someone else than the fact that he would lay his life down for his friend. Yeah. I would give my very life for each one of these boys. They are, there is nobody more important, second to the Lord and my wife. There is nobody more important in this entire world than these boys. And for their benefit and their for, and for their well-being, I would die. I yeah. would literally die. But more important than dying for someone is to help live for them. No, there would be no greater bond. Um, I remember the excitement of when Amanda got pregnant. Particularly the first time. I remember that. And I remember the feelings I was having of, wow, I'm going to be a dad. Uh, but the feelings were, hey, you got to make sure that you're a provider. You got to make sure you're ready to, to train a child up the way they're supposed to go. And it was kind of a gut check of get yourself right, boy, because this person's going to follow you for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I already feel that way about these boys. Yeah. There is no, no, there would be no difference. Now, I know some people have had differences, and I'm going to say, you know, there's there's radio shows and therapists and stuff that are like, that's okay, just embrace it. No, you need to check yourself. Yeah, well, and because <laughs> I don't believe that love is a feeling. I believe love is intentional, and you decide to love. I don't, I don't believe in the saying, I fell out of love with Stupid someone. statement. I don't Stupid believe statement. it. You choose 
to love because God is love. And it says that God chose to love you. That's right. And so we can't, we can't go opposite of what the Bible says. So no, I think it's asinine to think that we would love a child that we birthed more than we love these kids. Um, Not a chance. And we've had this talk before. It's, Hey, if we do end up having birth children, do you think that we would love them as much as we love these kids? You know, yeah, my question is quite the opposite <laughs> of the question that my friend asked me. Yeah. And it, it's like, <laughs> man, because you feel like you give all of your love to them and you're like, whoa, would I have love for another one? And of course, of course you would. If we had 50 kids, um, which you we know, might, we, we would have love hey, for, hey. for every single one of them. But, but love is a choice. Can you not like somebody and then you just really don't like them? So you choose to not love them that much. Oh, absolutely. But, um, love is a choice and that's, that's just kind of how I view it. So no, these boys have every single piece of my heart and that's the only way it'll love is a choice. Love is a choice and love makes a family love more, hate less homie. (laughs) All right. So that's the question. We've got a quote. Each of us has a quote. And then I have one final thing I want to say that's not part of our usual segments. Um, go first, huh? I'll, I'll defer to you today. Okay. Well, I know I, well, man, I really go? thought. Yeah, go for okay, it. Because I thought I screenshotted it. But- so, so check it out. Here's mine. Um, and it comes from a song. So this is kind of a strange quote. I'm pulling a portion out of a Toby Keith song. Now, don't turn this off. Uh, Toby Keith isn't country and all this stuff. You know, don't just move on. Just listen to the listen to the quote out of the song. And it says, you may not like where I'm going, but you sure know where I stand. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you can. You may not like where I'm going, but you sure know where I stand. Hate me if you would like to. I'm going to say it that way. Yeah. Love me if you can. Such a good song. Yep. Yep. What's yours, Mama? All right. Life is to be enjoyed, not just endured. Oh. You know, I wonder how many people are living a life that they're just enduring and not enjoying. Yeah. Hmm. Not I just know. enduring everything. Drudgery, just drinking yeah. it out every day. Just, oh, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, at times. just this is life. Just let me make it through today. Yeah, and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. let's just make it through another day. That's not life. That's not living. So that's why. And this is something. Um, there's a lady I followed on Instagram that passed away of cancer, and this is on her husband's Instagram, and um, he's learning a new a new life with him and his daughter. His daughter's like six or seven years old, and and he posted this today. So. Enjoy your life. Don't just endure what it's throwing at you because it's always going to throw sour lemons. Before we say bye and tell you how many sleeps it is till we talk to you again, (laughs) I wanted to, Amanda doesn't even know what I'm about to do, but that's the way we keep it rolling around here because we're unconventional. Keep it real. One of the missions of unconventional is to lift unconventional families up and help them when they are in a situation or going through a tough time where they're being cast down. Yeah. So, I don't know if Sarah is listening to this or not. 
I bet she will, though. I hope so. She's one of the biggest advocates <laughs> we have. <laughs> Thank you. I'm by not going to say your last name just for privacy purposes for you. But Sarah, one of the biggest unconventional fans and supporters, I want to say you could keep this audio that there's not a, a better, more faithful, more wonderful, beautiful mother on the face of the earth to her unconventional and conventional family yeah. than this woman. And I have the utmost respect and confidence in her. And she's been really been under attack the past week. And here at Unconventional Family, we stand with you. And we know that uh, brighter days are ahead. You're going to come through that thing that you've gone through on the other side, smiling, looking in the rearview mirror at the haters. You're an awesome person. Yeah. And we love your whole family. And a fantastic mom. And I just say that her character should not be questioned because what she has had to go through for her two boys that she's adopted She's went through a divorce in the middle of it. She still fought for those boys. And she said, man or no man standing beside me, those are my boys. And so on her own, went through the adoption process. She believed God for a child for 20 years. She just gave birth to a baby boy um, a couple of months ago. <laughs> she And he's beautiful. Yeah. She, there's two other boys that she loves dearly. And that need a mama and she is fighting tooth and nail to make sure that their lives. I'm not going to name those two boys, but if they're listening to this, boys, you know who you are and you know that I think you're very important and I love you. Yeah, but she's she's fighting tooth and nail. And she's like, I don't I don't care if I have to do it on my own. They're going to live a life where they know that they're worthy and they're loved and they're wanted. You know, in the court system. They use this expression all the time called the best interest of the children. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something. For a long time in this country, it was usually what's the, the, the favorable opinion of the parents, biological parents. But a, a shift has happened, my friends. Change is happening. And the court systems are actually changing for the better where they are looking at the best interest of the children. Now, you might sit back and say, well, I don't think so. But that's probably because you're on the wrong side of things. Check yourself. Yeah. Check well, yourself. And I think it depends on who, who you go in front of, too. Um, yeah. I think in some cases, it's there still needs to be change, which sure. we're working on. But, yep. yeah, huge shout out to Sarah. We love you. We support you 100. And thank you to all the people that have been listening and downloading. There's been like 200 downloads so we know everybody's listening. We appreciate you. Um, I can name a lot of names, but, um, you know, we'll we'll do a little shout out here and there. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Hey, how many sleeps? Six, six sleeps. Six sleeps till we see you again, unless we sneak a bonus episode in and just hijack you by surprise. Ooh. You never know. It might happen. Six sleeps. I'm out, homie. Got you. Peace out. There's no reason to chase payment on my own. Every night and day I'm delighted cause I got you